Hey, welcome to our next edition of FutureX Podcast. You know, we've been having the conversation around the four transformations. We've already had uh, one on HR, one on the IT. Today, we're going to be talking about brand. Yeah. And this one really hits home for me. Um, I'd love to, you know, tackle this head on without holding anything back. Because yeah. I think, you know, my daughter went, to, went through the process last year, picked a college. What I was seeing coming in, I was just shaking my head. Mm -hmm. And so brand is really an interesting uh, topic. And I kind of want to move it away from just what does a school look like and feel like to, to a, a student. Because when we think about the, the traditional student, the 18 to 22, campuses have to think about more than that today. Mm -hmm. We also have to think about who they are, who the 18-year-olds, and even the 14 to 17-year-olds who will be coming, yep. who are they? So when we think about uh, brand, Joe, let's start diving into some of the things that we should be thinking about you know, um, when we're talking to schools. So you said, okay, let's not pull punches, right? So here we go. Um, here's some realities that marketing departments or people responsible for the brand or presidents need to hear. Probably for the first time in a long time, let's call them constituents or students, don't need you. They just don't. They have alternative pathways now, and those there's just going to be an increase in pathways moving forward. So for the first time ever, they don't need you. You need them. You need them to come enroll at your school, and they're like, nah, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Maybe I'll try this other option. Maybe I'll go down this other path. So you now have to be willing to say the word customer. <laughs> And you have to be willing to say the word marketer. They are the customer, you are the marketer, and it is your job to attract them to come to you. That's gonna, that shakes people in higher ed. Every time I say it, I can say, no, 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 but we're higher ed. That's, we're not, those aren't customers. We're not marketers. Well, you better realize that's, you gotta do it. So this, does that, is that occurring because the purpose of a, degree a uh, purpose of higher ed is pivoting a little bit because in the traditional model yeah i need a four-year academic degree mm -hmm. and so you know what and i'm i'm x pedigree university and if you want my pedigree to get into market you better come here there's just some of that 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 exists today and will continue sure but that represents what, what have you said five percent maybe ten percent of the market yeah. the other 90 percent of the potential audience you have does that doesn't apply yeah no and, and i think if campuses would recognize stop thinking that they're ivy and start thinking about who they're going to serve and how they serve right your market actually can be messaged to much differently much differently and that's why i'm saying and i think every marketing department has personas and they have these conversations but then they don't really do anything about it they still send direct mail to everybody in a zip code right yeah. so something about what you're supposedly doing strategically and what's actually happening, there's a disconnect. The reality is you really have to say, who is our customer? Who is the person and situation for which our college is always the best choice? Answer that. There's ways other brands have answered that and it's given them tremendous clarity on everything from where they spend money to who they attract to how they design anything. So do you know the person and situation for which your college is always the best choice? I remember on one of our original podcasts, um, we talked to a, a, the president of a school who said, one of the largest schools in the country, right? Said, president our target. President LeBlanc. 
Yeah. Southern New Hampshire. Yeah, Southern New Hampshire. And he said to me, I was shocked when he gave this answer because no other president's ever been able to give me this answer. He said, specific to us, Joe, our target customer is the average American who would struggle to come up with $400 for a car repair. Now, that sounds strange. What does it have to do with academics? What does it have to do with school? What are there? What, we didn't talk about GPA. We didn't talk about any of it. You said the, the typical American who would struggle to come up with $400 for an emergency car repair, that's their target. But because they have an idea of who that person is, they can now study that persona and design every aspect of their experience around it. That's why at that school, the phones are answered at 11 p.m. Because they understand that person is going to be calling at 11 p.m., not between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m., right? So knowing your target drives strategy. Most schools have not revisited this and designed a customer-centric strategy in a long time, and that's hurting their brand. And they're wondering why enrollment isn't growing. It's starting to decline. And they're blaming it on the pandemic, and you can blame it on population shifts and all that. But the reality is when you've got something really good, people will come. Sure. And you have to be able to market what you have because the things schools are marketing today, like what got showed up in your daughter's mailbox and what's showing up for my son, who's going to college this year for the first time. He didn't look at any of it. Yeah. It was just wasted dollars. You guys spent millions of dollars trying to market to my son. And it was all noise because you hit him in all the wrong channels, all the wrong ways with all the wrong messaging. Because they didn't understand who they're messaging to. Didn't. So they were just throwing it out, hoping yes. the net cast as many people well uh, it worked five years ago it worked 10 years ago yeah. and yes numbers are down a little bit but i guess we can't stop doing that yeah you can you just have to re-innovate based on you and i think some of that is done because they don't use the innovations of personalizing you know a communications um, strategy they're still using paper in a lot mm -hmm. of ways that most of those kids are never going to a mailbox their, their parents are looking at it more often than not. They can't differentiate it in any way. And, and actually what, they, what was on those things are not things that my daughter would care about, yeah. right? I think that is one of the things that we're really recognizing is you're messaging to yourself because you think it's valuable. And the reality of it is when you say I'm ranked on this in this book or this or i've US got this beautiful building, building as my I campus have this, i have this great experience here um you scrape off that label of that logo that you put on there and you put someone else's and it looks hello same. it looks the same this is why i mean schools have heard this you need to know your school's brand's actual differentiators yeah and it can't just be oh we have great faculty no everybody has great faculty oh it can't be oh we have this great partnership with google a lot of schools have partnerships with Google, right? What can you claim that nobody no else can claim? That's a differentiator. If anybody else can claim it, by definition, it's not a differentiator. So let's invest the time to really ask ourselves, what's our differentiator? And I would argue that in many cases, it's the real stories of your people, your students, your faculty. You have to become better storytellers of the things you're actually accomplishing and schools are terrible storytellers. So in order to get, and I want to get into storytelling in a second, mm -hmm. but let's think about the differentiator. I don't think most admissions strategies are well thought out. They use the same playbook that they've always used. They know that the next fall is coming, so I need to do something. Get on the high school campuses, campuses. hand out flyers. I need to boats. start doing the same thing. They never stop and say, okay, what is the strategy of this year and who are we really going after and what do they want and what do they want 
And how does uh, my differentiator, when I'm on campus, what's that theme that we'll say, this year, we're looking for this? I know some of the Ivies do that because mm-hmm. that's how they differentiate among the Ivies. But the other 90%, you know, that, that aren't at that level of, I just get enough people, have to start to say, what am I differentiating? Yeah. Who is my right audience? And, and you make the statement, who is the wrong right. set of constituents you don't want to because they're not going to fit in the culture. They're not going to go to come to your school because they're probably going to go somewhere else anyways. How do you uh, really go after the kids that are really your pedigree? Your, yes. you know? I, I remember just earlier today when you were doing a FutureX um, show on LinkedIn, there was a college president who said, I, I had to fight with my people to get this description in, but I have convinced us that our target is the low-income uh, household that needs economic mobility in sure. our specific market, yep. right? Now, when someone, when a president says that, you could have a lot of people freak out going, wait a minute, but what about international students from China who could pay top dollar to come to our school? What about this constituency? But he is, again, cl- in a very smart way saying, this is our target. Let's understand who they are. Let's deliver to them what they need. If some concentric circle people join us from outside, that's fine. But our messaging time, our positioning time, our strategy is going to be built around this individual. And they'll be successful for that. You know, I want to move us to this storytelling concept. And this is really important. You know, even in our firm, we use storytelling in a much different way. Mm -hmm. We follow Donald Miller's, you know, book Story Brands, right? When we think about story brands, the hero of the story is not myself, it's the constituents that we're serving and we're yeah. helping, right? The innovative leaders that mm-hmm. we work with on campus are, are the heroes of our story. When we think about story branding and storytelling on campus, how do you think campuses have to look at it? Because right now, it's they, all institutional they believe right now. the hero of the story it's is them, them yep. because they're going to help you, yep. you know, get to where you it's need to get to. It's completely backwards. It's all about the institution, the institution, the institution. Look at us, look at our logo, look at our pictures, look at our, you know, the students sitting on the steps leading up to our fancy porch. It's me, 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 me. And this generation is anti me, 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 right? So they're saying, they're saying, good for you, but I'm not impressed. So schools have to start putting their students and their faculty and their staff and those stories, those hero stories out there so people can connect with them and want to be part of it and say, wow, I can see myself in that story. I can see myself in that story. And then they want to come. That's when you'll attract good employees because they'll hear stories of employees at your school and go, I'm kind of like that. That's the kind of school I want to go work at. And they'll come work for you. Same thing with students. Same thing with faculty. You got to start telling the, the school has to see themselves as the guide. Again, using Donald Miller's story brand concept. If you look at all the great, his whole premise is you look at all the great movies and all the great stories, there's always a hero and there's always a guide. There's always a Luke Skywalker and there's an Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? There's, any, any epic saga has that. The, the student has a challenge. You as a school come around them, give them pathway, get them to the next level. That's your job. Why aren't, you telling, why aren't you telling that story? Why yeah. are you telling me about your buildings? I, I just don't know. Why are you showing me pictures of your dorm? It's irrelevant. Because that, it goes back to the old playbook. Yeah. Right? Uh, everything we even do today is, is built off of us being the hero 
of the story and who's helping us is who we're actually going to go in and go and start to work with. Yep. And I think that's where schools have to recognize the hero of their story is their students. And their employees. Their faculty, yep. their staff. You got to tell those, those are stories. The, those are the heroes on campus. And those are the ones that allow for people to recognize that's the story I want to be in. It's the reason you came up with the name Hero for our in-house agency, right? Yeah. The agency that helps tell these stories. It's because we're trying to help schools go, that's the hero, not you. Yeah. Now, you said we have a couple, we'll say a few uncomfortable things in this session. Here's one more. So this is the question for the president of a school. Take a look at the lead marketer at your school. They probably have some fancy title, CMO, director of marketing, whatever. Question. Is, pick a company, Facebook, Amazon, Google, the local tech startup coming after them? Are they being heavily recruited by big brands? If the answer is no, why not? Because they have a stale story to tell. Well, I guess my, yeah, I guess the point I'm trying to make to the president is, look, if you have an enrollment issue, if you have a growth issue, and you're leaning on a status quo, institutional-centric, oh, the logo has to be in that corner, and they're spending more time worried about where the logo goes and being the logos are, then they are being innovative as marketers. You got a problem. And if you don't have innovative marketers on staff leading where you're going next, you have a problem. Now, can you still get by? Sure, you can. But can you expect to thrive? Can you build strategic plans that says we're going to grow by 7%, 12%, 18%? We're going to go from 2,000 students to 10,000 students. We're going to go from 20,000 to 50. No, because you haven't put the right horses in the stable to make it happen, right? So be real and set real expectations. If your number one marketer is being recruited by all the best firms in your city, that's a good sign. Hold on to them, do whatever you got to do to keep them. But if their phone isn't ringing, you've got a problem. Now... I'm not saying fire them. I'm saying, how do you upskill them? How do you get really talented creatives around them? How do you equip them with the resources where how they get outside help? How do you empower them exactly. to do something different? And how do you release them of the czar mentality that says, my only job is to protect that logo from being abused? That's like 0.005% of their job, not 50% of their job. 80% of their job should be marketing innovation. And they should be equipped with the resources. They should be surrounded with people that can get that done. And if they're not the kind of person who embraces that, then it is time for them to go. So, you know, brand is, you know, the outward brand is really important. But I also think brand in the way that you experience, a, stu a student experience you is as important. So when they go through the admissions process, if it's a canned admissions process that looks like everyone else that is on Slate or some other software, uh, your brand is exactly like someone else. And I've, and I've seen this at many different places. I've, I've done a set of recommendations for people getting into um, MBA schools and so forth. Uh, they just scrape the same questions yep. and they put their logo and they're there. And I'm thinking to myself, and I remember saying it to the candidates, like, do you want to go to that school? Because they're not even being innovative in the way that they put their admissions uh, they're process. They're re reviewing you. Yeah. They're reviewing you. It's the same. Matt, you're, you're yeah. spot on. There's a brand need to the outside market yep. to get them in the door. There's a brand need to take interested candidates 
and move them through a very cool experience that they're excited about so they don't just enroll at your school, they re-enroll and stay exactly. and talk about you, right? Yeah. So there's the student experience. And there's a, that's brand, a brand around it. That's a, it's a, yeah. you, every school should have a chief experience officer like most companies do. Most schools don't. Nobody's watching. Yes, you could say the student affair, student life people, but are they empowered? Is student life empowered to create experiences for those students beyond cookouts and barbecues? But then here's the third one. You've mentioned this, and I just thought of it to bring up. What's the brand experience for your employees? Yeah. Is the, whether it's the marketing department, or I guess it would technically many schools be HR, and that's a problem in both cases. Who is creating the brand experience for your people? You look at great companies, they create brand experience. They are just as much marketing to their internal people as they are to the external. Who's doing that at your school? This is why we, you and I are saying there's a brand transformation that's due because customers aren't coming by as easy as they did. Employees are coming and going, the great you know, resignation. resignation. And competition is getting fiercer and fiercer. And it's not the normal competition of just another school down the street. It's all these new ways students can get pathway to income and jobs that allow them to bypass your school. So with all those pressures surrounding... What you can't do is say, we'll just keep doing what we've always done. Our director of marketing who's been with us for 15 or 20 years will just keep doing what they've always done and we'll get a different result. Not going to happen. How do we transform? How do we come back to the table, reimagine it all from the ground up and design for the future? Just like we need to do it with the IT shop, just like we need to do it with HR, the, what's called the brand marketing experience side of every school is due for an overhaul. You know, and I think when we think about brand, we think about this just as an institution. They're going to come here and they're going to be here for 120 hours and that's what my experience is. The reality of it is higher ed is shifting. Higher ed is moving to more of a decentralized ecosystem where students are going to come in and out in different places at different times. And because of that, brand is even more, more important, important because they're going to have options to go do certificates here and certificates there. But man, if my brand experience internally is really pretty cool. My brand experience and the way that it looks to market, because, you know, students want to be at a place that's cool. Matt, the academic side of the house, if they're innovative enough, can design new curriculum, stackable credentials, all the stuff for the lifelong learner. Yep. But if your brand is garbage, people yep. aren't coming back. So how do you align a great brand experience to the academic innovations so that the two of them together create sustainability? Yeah. So there's a lot, lot schools have to think about. We don't want to make it sound negative or make it sound like uh, we're talking. This is an opportunity that I think. There's an urgency. Every, yeah. And we're trying to create the urgency. And there's an opportunity for campuses to reimagine themselves yeah. through the lens of their constituents, the lens of the new innovations that are there. I think brand is going to be something that's more than just I got a degree from somewhere. It's I experience this. This is the culture that I, this is what I bleed when I walk out of that campus. Mm -hmm. I think that's an important, and there are some campuses that do it right now really well, but I think there's a lot of schools that are in the crosshairs that have never thought about it that way. They're okay in being status quo. Yeah. And I think that's where- That's where sustainability is at risk. Yeah. So as we uh, think about this, we really want you to think about the brand and, and drive a different discussion on campuses. And we hope you join us for our next session on FutureX Podcast. Make it a great day.